0: Welcome to the Business Legends podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that we can learn from their successes, pump up their own inspiration, and learn the motives behind the people that make change happen. I'm the host of the show, Reese, and I don't have a co-host today, sadly, but in good news, uh, Christian's baby was born healthy, Harper Rose Webb was born on Friday morning. So we're gonna give him a little pass this time. Today I'm accompanied by Scott Heslink with Rowboat Dock and Dredge and a whole plethora of other business experience. Scott, good morning, how are you doing? Good good morning, Reese. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, thanks for joining. Today it's business legends with Reese and Kaylee. It's not, there's no Christian.
1: And Kaylee's in the room. Thank you, Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. She has to she has to take a
0: take stock of uh, of us and keep us in line and, and whatnot. So, um, for for our listeners, why don't you tell us a little bit about Robo Dock and Dredge, and then and, we'll yeah, to... sure. So
1: I purchased Robo Dock and Dredge in March. After about a year of due diligence and and search, I was leaving the banking industry where I was you know head of corporate real estate for Capital One. You know, and prior to that was head of the branch networks for Wells Wachovia and in uh, st- corporate strategy uh, for Bank of America. So my, my background, you know, is in engineering and project management. Mm-hmm. So uh, going into uh, the marine general contracting business was kind of a logical leap at this,
0: at this stage, <laughs> I don't, at this stage of my life. You know, that that I don't exactly believe you there, but um, what, so why... The the business. I mean, was it just the opportunity, or were you interested in well, marine I, contracting?
1: Well, well so so the the business after 27 years in in corporate, I had um, I uh, almost retired twice. Wow! Um, some you know sometimes involuntarily. I was gonna. That's what I'll <laughs> say. You know, I, I was
0: about to ask you that, but I didn't want to be rude. Well, no, so, no, no. no it, it's it, the way it is in corporate it, life. It, though. It's not
1: rude. You know, it it you turn 55, and I, I think things. Uh, change rather rapidly. Um, my position ended at Capital One. I took another job with, with Citigroup and after six months in the middle of COVID in New York City, I said, I, I've had enough.
0: Yeah. And so I'll at like that him.
1: point, I had to decide, was I going to go back and be head of real estate for another big company? Mm-hmm. The same thing. Or was it time to go on my own? And, you know, in looking at, at financials, et cetera, you know, due to age, et cetera, you, know, you really can't start tapping into your 401s your IRAs until about 67 and a half. Right. And you got about 10 years so left. I, so I got about 10 years left. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I want to slog it out 10 years in the corporate world mm-hmm. or 10 years, you know, go on my own in a, in an industry, you know, that I have a background in, which mm-hmm. was, you know, commercial construction project management. Sure. So in, in terms of transportable skills, you know, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But I was also looking for something that I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the biggest surprise in taking on a, a commercial general contractor is, you know, how needed the work is, and, sure. and how passionate the customers are. Yeah. You know, we're connecting people back to the water. Yeah. Because a rowboat is is about 50, depending on the year, uh, commercial and residential. So mm-hmm. we build custom docks, sea walls, put in riprap, all that kind of stuff. And then we also have a dredge business that makes uh, the lakes and rivers around here deeper. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of need for that right now. Sure. I think the surprising thing is that I would say demand for our services outstrips supply by about five five x. Wow! Uh, if you look at our competitors, you know, range from you know two guys in a truck mm-hmm. uh, to you know with a, with a saw uh, to two to three you know major competitors who are who are you know larger insured uh, that that type of stuff mm-hmm. so um, the range of services or the ability for customers to access those guys is tough of course um, yeah know, it, it, right now I, I think our competitors are quoting between 12 and 16 months yeah you know, to oh my project. Gosh. <laughs> yeah so it, it's a it's a, a lot about capacity you hear you I, know, about workforce you hear about supply chain issues. got them all
0: yeah i mean it's it's kind of an incredible model because you know you're talking about supply versus demand and so on and so forth and it's it's amazing to be in an industry where like you said the demand exceeds the supply um there's a lot of business advantages to that and then you're able to you know create a a firm foundation with the business in in doing what you want um i want to backtrack just a little bit sure you're in you're in new york city new york city right with uh well, I was working remote, remote. Okay. out of
1: Virginia with a Manhattan-based job. So I was in charge of gotcha. uh, corporate construction for North America for the, the retail bank.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So so we'll advance past the part where you say, okay, it's time to do my own thing. So you've made that entrepreneurial decision. You're, you're right. into it. Um, what What did you do? What was your next step? So um, I always I always like to think that that whenever you create a grand movement, it all begins with a series of tiny steps you know so um, you know the first step is you decide you want to do your own thing the second step might be like what thing do I want to do or something right. like that yeah you know and
1: I think as a project manager you have to think about it as a project sure so you know you start to think about you know first of all what what am I passionate about mm-hmm. what would be what would be Fun, mm-hmm. so I had to start to think about uh, various industries. And
0: did uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Uh, I know that you you lived here for a while. Um, I did. Yes. Did you? Were you? Had you made up your mind that you wanted to end up back here, or? My wife made up my mind. That <laughs> That's, good That's a good woman. That's a good one. No,
1: but you know we love we love Charlotte. Yeah. You know we had we had moved here in '99, mm-hmm. and so we you know really liked the community. We really wanted to be here. So we were although we are open to other opportunities we mm-hmm. did focus on charlotte gotcha and yep. so and so in terms of researching that you can you know as an entrepreneur you can think about hey do i want to buy a franchise mm-hmm. do i want to start up something new do i have right. a great idea mm-hmm. or do i want to try to buy an existing business you know and as i i'll just tell you as i started researching franchises or startup you know the I think the greatest fear of entrepreneurs is being poor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I I wasn't up for, you know, 18 to 24 months of startup. Sure. You know, and just mm-hmm. pouring tons of money in. So the one thing that I decided is I wanted to buy an existing business. Okay.
0: So so you're, if I can pause there. So you're, you're basically your wife has decided that you're going to be in Charlotte. Yes. I mean, that's, that's basically the way it is. The, so the second thing is... Um, you know that you have this great project management, construction, engineering. Um, even though you can't use headphones, that's <laughs> an inside joke. But before the uh, before the, uh, Very nice. before the <laughs> uh, engineering background, um, you know that it want, you want to have an existing business, so something with cash flow. With that, um, what else is that? Is that were those kind of the criteria before you started? Looking the, yeah, yeah,
1: that was the, the criteria, and and then what I started to do is, you know, look at NAIC codes mm-hmm. and, you know, and kind of studied the economy and looked at what are the top growing businesses? What areas of the country are really, you know, experiencing growth sure. and have future growth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it may be a surprise if you start looking through those codes. Yeah. What's number one,
0: what's number one,
1: uh, Marine construction is really? the answer. It's, okay. It's, it's, the, it's the top, but I mean, there are, there are others. Mm-hmm. So that that is fastest growing, you know, uh, rivers and lakes are silting in. Yeah, Uh, makes sense. uh, Especially with covid, people are putting their money into recreation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're staying home more. So they're starting to look at their homes. And so I think home renovation businesses, uh, deck building, those kinds of businesses are really, really 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 crank Yeah. So so, you know, the next step was to say, okay, what's available? Mm -hmm. And so there's two things. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, if you're looking for an existing business, you go to biz by sell. Sure. You start contacting business brokers, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So we took a little bit different path. So what we did, it's almost like pre qualifying for a mortgage. We contacted a number of business brokers. You know, felt went through their financial due diligence to look at. You know, what it's almost like. You know when you fill out an online mortgage thing, what can I afford? <laughs> right, right. right. It's, it's almost like it's almost like that, and and so uh, we decided to put a little bit of our own cash in, and that we were going to utilize a program, Small Business Administration program called the ROBS program. Okay. Which is the rollover for business startup uh, program. It, it entrepreneurs can set up a C corp. Mm-hmm. Uh, costs about five thousand dollars to enroll in ROBS. And what it allows you to do is take over your 401k. Basically, you're taking, you know, portions or, you know, if you work for multiple companies, you probably have three or four of them. Sure. um, Where you tap into that and the 401k transfers to you. You are the owner of the 401k and your investment is directly in your business. Oh, wow. So 100%. Yeah. So uh, in that way, we're able to uh, generate, you know. The hundreds of thousands of dollars needed of course you know, for a down payment mm-hmm. and then went through the small business administration portion but but back to the back to the process we applied and pre-qualified with a number of business brokers and became what's called you know like a premier or platinum you yeah know, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure you have to submit your resume and how many phone calls did you stuff. get in that
0: amount of time by the way <laughs> um, you,
1: you start yeah, getting you start you know I was in the real estate business commercially and what happens brokers once they find you know a, a qualified client mm-hmm. you start to get deals that the general public won't get sure. you can go on biz by sell mm-hmm. or you can find brokers who are working with clients they know what you're looking for and they will start sending you you know, prospectuses.
0: So it's yeah. almost like uh, government work, you and I, you and I both do government work. So, you know, you're kind of on that, on that no bid list where right. they're contacting you, right. reporting they're, the list. They're
1: contacting you. So, uh, you know, if, if folks are looking at that path, yeah, biz by sell is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you want to see deals before they come to market. Sure. And uh, in a lot of cases, you know, what I found is the seller picks you. Oh, yeah. Versus the other way around. In, in our case, with with Robo, there have been probably five or six yeah espe- offers. Especially with a with a
0: positive cash flow business, with yeah. a
1: positive cash flow business that have been around since nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, um, you know the the, the challenge is uh, taking over a business like that is, is you know you and I've worked on. What what are we going to do to modernize this and yeah. make it more make it more organized? Mm-hmm. Because I think the you know as you work with uh, competition in, in that space. You run the gamut of, you know, kind of doc handyman up to you know professional companies. Of course. we need to be in the upper echelon of, you know, highly organized um, professional companies. Yeah. uh, So and, and so there's, if you take over a company that started in 1977. Yeah. You know, what I, I think you and I have joked, we need to bring our systems up to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there's, so there's a little bit of antiquation so, there, for so sure. We're, so we're, you know, we're trying to work through the, uh, trying to work through that. But, you know, the whole process of finding, you know, it's just, it's really a lot of due diligence. I have friends who, you know, form these syndicates and search funders and yeah. and hire people in Brazil and Thailand to just do hundreds of sourcings. You know, mm-hmm. I, I probably had to do two dozen. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think there's I think there's some luck involved. Mm-hmm. There's some serendipity of, you know, are you the right person yeah. to run the right company, and, and is it the right time?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and it worked out for you so well too because you ended up where you wanted to be. You know, um, I mean, if you if you had the same opportunity in you know say Raleigh or something, which is still somewhat close, you may have not gone for it, or or the seller may not have chosen you. Same th- thing. Yeah,
1: th- 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 I think. I, I think that's true. You have to look at opportunity, mm-hmm. too, you know, because it's there's uh, the the area uh, around the lakes like Norman, you know, and we serve really from uh, northern, north, uh, North Carolina, really down to the coast. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've done projects in Hilton Head and, and Charleston and, and that kind of stuff. So our our reach is a little bit bigger. You know, our market area is is larger. You know, our, our competitors kind of focus on Lake Norman Mm -hmm. or they focus on Lake Wiley. Right. And and so it, there's a ton of, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of business there. um, But, you know, we want to have a grander scope.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You were talking about about business antiquation, and um, it's so amazing. Um, One of the things I was thinking about when you were speaking is we went to a, a, basically, a customer appreciation party with a a broker that, that we know very well. And, you know, you just meet people in all the different types of businesses that they're in and stuff. And it just, it never ceases to amaze me what types of businesses exist. Um, we met a gentleman, uh, a- annual revenue, 20 million per year, and all, all that he does, all that he does, him and his son, all that he does, 100% of what he does, there's no, like, nothing. 100% of what he does, he makes one part that goes on one pipe. That's it, right? And I was like, "Oh my God!" And I and that's not a business for me, but at the yeah. same time, it it just it blows my mind what what types of businesses can exist, right? And it, you know,
1: and the point there is, you, you want to make sure that you don't become obsolete, right? You know if that, that, yeah. What uh, if that, that one that part of the gets, one pot, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was talking about. Out. Yeah. And, and so we, you know, I was also looking for a business that had multiple lines. Mm-hmm. You know, we could yeah. Do, you have the dock, the dredge, residential, commercial, we yeah. Pairs, we can do upgrades. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got three calls on the way here about I need a new roof. Right, I'm like okay, we'll yeah. Do that. Um, you know, we do shorelines, uh, we do work off lake, we do dredging. So there's, uh, that's the other thing is I didn't. If one sector goes up and the other goes down i mm-hmm. wanted to be able to you know balance yeah balance the work
0: have have a little bit it's like my dad says he says about about um his stock portfolio he always says um diversify it's know? about yeah it's yeah. about beta risk right says, yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're a stock guy back back to back to your banking terms um speaking of banking terms um i wanted to touch on um obviously there's a huge difference in the corporate world and now you're in now you're in oh boy you know, <laughs> all all the the late things that you do and whatnot. Um, so the first question I want to ask on that is, how did your experience in in the banking realm in corporate America transfer over? I mean, w- like, what types of valuable things did you know from there to apply to here? It, it's an interesting question that I think of <laughs> all
1: the time. But yeah, it's it, you know, so if you think about transportable skills, mm-hmm. you know, first is you know, if you always have a project management mm-hmm. mindset. You know, in a strategy mindset, um, that helps. You know, I always I've worked a lot with McKinsey and Deloitte and PwC. whoever, sure. You know, and I, but I always think about you know the the six P's of business. Now mm. you're going to ask me to remember them. <laughs> you know, product, price, people, place, promotion, yeah. process. Right. And, and so that's what I've you been did. trying to instill. Yeah, I did it. That's mm. what I've been trying to instill. So you know, those good big business basics help. Sure. You know, I I managed you know teams you know, between 10 and 500 Mm -hmm. people, maybe up to 2000 at some time. So managerial skills translate. However, there's a big difference between managing teams of MBAs and data scientists and managing, you know, day to day construction crews. So that's, but the the managerial basics are the same, you know, mm-hmm. treat people fairly, make sure that they have their direction, mm-hmm. and stay the heck out of their way. Man,
0: what you just said, um, it's so funny, because I, I was just um, having a meeting, you've met Austin, Austin's our, our awesome employee, he's a crazy person, but, um, you know, we were talking about the, the wide difference of um, contracts that we have, different types of customers, um, I mean, everything under the sun type of a thing, and even though there's a huge difference between, say, an attorney versus somebody that owns a restaurant, the, the thing is that concepts are always the same, you know, so so project management concepts are always the same, you know, you have you have a task, you have a goal, you have a deliverable, you have a due date, you know, um, marketing techniques and and marketing language are always the same, you know, people are just people at the end of the day, um, so I always talk, I always think and I talk about that, that transportable skills. Yeah, I, I, I think there you know
1: for me uh, I sat on the other end of the table sure so when I am negotiating with a municipality mm-hmm. or with you know a big commercial customer you know I've been in their shoes mm-hmm. and, and so a lot of times I, I and I tell them that I said you know I know let's you know the game you know, let's, I know the game mm-hmm. let's talk about you know what what's really needed here and kind of, I'd be able to cut through you know some of the BS mm-hmm. at times yeah and so that's that's been helpful I'm sure that, that helps you know, that yeah that, the, the big difference is, you know, if you're a manager of a group or you know of a section of a number of groups, like like I was, you know, you have other support. Mm-hmm. You there's trouble, call the IT guy. Right, um, I need a report, call finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's an employee problem. Let's call HR. HR, sure. So uh, the big difference is, as you know. CEO, or president, or, yeah. owner or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You're, you have to, you, you're, 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 you're a CMO, CFO, all, right. you know, all, in one. all in one. And I think it's about assembling that great team. Mm-hmm. You know, Like I've, I've hired you guys to mm-hmm. really help me with marketing. Yeah, you have. Well, well OK. Yeah. I've, I've hired you guys to help me with marketing mm-hmm. strategy. So I mean, you're kind of the fractional CMO right. of the company. Mm-hmm. I have a fractional CFO. Um, I'm doing a lot of the HR stuff myself because yeah. I because I because I can, um, and then you know the company came with stable employees who mm-hmm. had been there. You know there are people there who've been there twenty five and thirty years.
0: Yeah. How was the? Out of curiosity, by the way, um, hang on. Let me tell you this first. Um, this is going to horrify you right here. Uh, I I am our HR for for our company. I, so. I
1: trust I trust you.
0: <laughs> That's, That's why you know it's so funny because I from a managerial standpoint, I always I always take that round table approach type of a thing. Like I always want, and Kaylee can to this, you know, I, I always want people to um, be comfortable bringing things. And I was just having a conversation this morning with an employee of ours about something personal going on in their life. And, um, you know, but but I want to be that person. You know, I, I want my door to be open for that type of thing. So, it's interesting how we were talking about transmutable skills and transportable yeah. skills. Like, I think that's Always relevant. To well, right
1: I, I mean, I've always operated on the philosophy. I've always told the people I work with, is I can't resolve what you won't raise. Right. So if you know if you're keeping something to yourself, then yeah. there's not much I can do for yeah, you. Yeah, I always say blind spots. So, so it's, it's like, like I don't know right. what I don't know. Right. And actually, I'll give you a great example. The six months ago. Um, there was an issue. It wasn't anything major or anything, but
0: I was completely unaware of it because it's not in my inbox, and I'm not going to go in my employees' emails and and you know micromanage them and look through every email they're sending or whatever. Right. And you know they came to me and they're like, "Oh yeah, well there was this issue," and I was like, "You're on your own, buddy. Like I, I can't I can't help right. you with that. So it's, it's like, like you said, said you got to raise it." The thing
1: that you know the bonus with this company, it came with great employees. Sure. And so I am very lucky to get to work with these guys because, you know, with that philosophy of I can't fix what you don't tell me about it. it Also, you know, kind of goes both ways because I'm I'm making I'm making changes too, and and you know I have to be able to explain to them why we're doing things, why we're modernizing. The managerial philosophy of the company now is it's a it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, I I rely on these guys. Mm -hmm. You know. They have a lot of responsibility, you know, and I trust them to do it, and they're yeah. and they're and they're awfully damn good.
0: What What was the uh, I'll call it the transition process? So after after the 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 paper was inked, so to speak. Um, you know, first off, I'll say it seemed it seems like at least from my external perspective that you got along with the team immediately. Like it seemed like everybody just got along yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, thing.
1: I I think. I think when you work for somebody for 30 years and somebody new comes in yeah it can be frightening and exciting sometimes yeah yeah. well you know we threw a little bit of money at them okay yeah I mean that's a good strategy for sure so I mean that's that's one thing but I I think um, hopefully you know we've built up some trust and credibility I'm sure to do what I'm gonna what I say I'm gonna do might not be as fast as people would like sure but we have a lot of different ideas and and keep in mind
0: if you've worked somewhere twenty years, mm-hmm. thirty years, you
1: you care a lot about of course about the company and about your coworkers and so. I was I was going to say that you know as we've had discussions um, about modernizing with your team and stuff yeah. some of the things. Um, something that I'll say is really great about
0: your team is that it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like you're ruffling feathers or creating friction. They're like, yeah, we want to do well, this. Like they're I, on Well, I with I it, I, you know? I think
1: what what I would say is. I think they were fully aware that there were some things we could do better yeah and it had some probably, things needed yeah. well and, and in many cases they had been asking for it but oh yeah sure but if, but if you're selling your company you know how much how much effort, do how yeah. much how much investment do you want to do you know you're trying to you're trying to sell your company so mm-hmm. you don't want to make investments so we've we've been making a lot of investments you know in, in equipment and you know upgrading you know salaries and benefits and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So and more to come. I need to do way more mm-hmm. than than I've done. But one step at a time. Though, yeah, one I mean, step at a yeah. time. You know, first first seven months has been about you know trying to bring in you know uh, enough business mm-hmm. and trying to satisfy the customers. That right. is that is probably my biggest concern. You know, my old customers used to be you know regional bank presidents. You know, we built mm-hmm. sixty six Capital One cafes and yeah. You know that was you know, the president's pet project, yeah. you know, so i have to negotiate with her, um, or the regional people who sometimes want different things, and they can be very, very, very um, demanding. Of course. And so we're finding, we're finding that as well, but you know, it's different if you're building a custom dock, it's your, it's your dock. Yeah. Um, so I'm used to, you know, challenges, but my biggest concern is being able to get to everybody
0: Fast enough with the capacity that we have. Absolutely, and, and fulfilling on what on what you're saying. Um, you you brought up a great point because you know when you were in, in I keep saying corporate America, but we'll say bank I was in corporate America. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's you know the bank funny America thing or is order. if
1: you if you run an operations group, mm-hmm. you know at the bank, you know you're not really a banker. You're really running yeah. a. You know, an operation like it's an not, internal yeah, operation team. It, it's something. not really that different than the work I did at Hewlett Packard. It's mm-hmm. just the, the industry was different, right?
0: So, what? So, what would you say, or if if you think there are any differences, what um, what what would you say is the is the differences between, you know, the B two B system that you're that you were accustomed mm-hmm. to for so long right. versus now. You're very much be be not the not the commercial side. I know you do commercial right. stuff too, right. but like B to C, you're building stuff. Yeah, stop, and, you know? and, and,
1: and what I would say, and, and to be honest with you, mm. that is some of the most fun about the job. We sure. you know we get to work for race car drivers. We yeah, get to work and meet all, all kinds of cool people. Sexes. Yeah, we get to meet all kinds of really cool people in the mm. area, and uh, so the the difference there is, you know, sometimes you know you're dealing with people's you know personal issues like there's yeah. a, there's an estate there's I, you know I'm I'm a widow I don't have a lot of money yeah you know, and, and so the human side you know comes way more into play sure than it would in, in you know in corporate America I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel sorry for many of the regional uh, I was gonna say do you think so, that makes it that makes it more difficult
0: or or just adds a different
1: well, no, it, it, flavor to listen, it? listen it gives you some flexibility in how you do things sure um, you know, and, and that's what's great about it is, you know, we can look at various options, you know, to serve people. We can look at value engineering, you know, and, and give people options. Sure. You know, because I, I think, you know, the other day I was, you know, I told you I was buying a car. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the,
0: you know, the cars right now are hard to buy. They you know? are. And, you Especially know, get what you and, want. And, yeah, you know? the
1: dealers are like, take it or leave it. Right. They you don't know, care. I, 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 that's a that demand supply
0: yeah. thing once again, you know.
1: You know, and so I have really... Against the take it or leave it attitude, yeah, you know, especially for sure. the hard it. sell. So there are we we have competitors who will say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know guess. some of them. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. yeah, but I mean, but hey, that's that's a business philosophy. If, it is. If that's, um, you know, and they can be successful mm-hmm. in, in that, you know, in that manner. Yeah. So we're you know we we try to be a little bit more flexible, um, I think difference i don't have any regulators looking yeah. over my shoulder except right. for you know permitting authorities mm-hmm. who were you know were following uh you know their rules and their mm-hmm. direction um but i don't i don't have to go answer to the occ yeah uh, on issues that that, that part's part, got to be really nice it, um, is, it is it is nice yeah. but but the you know the folks we deal with the counties um and uh duke lake services you know really good to work with mm-hmm. and you know and those guys they're impressive too because they they will bring options or bring up things that we haven't thought about, even though we do it every day. Yeah. And so, you know, we rely on, on those partnerships, you know, heavily and, you know, things have gone well.
0: You know, um, a couple podcasts ago, um, we, we had my, my good friend Eric Powell on, um, art and science and graphics and, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's, they're, he's, they're doing, they're, I'm trying to get some new signs. Yeah. Them. Yeah. They're um, good guys. They are incredible. Um, actually he just called me beforehand and, um, we're, we're doing a thing together soon, but, um, Eric's a great guy, but one thing about Eric is that, and, and he'll tell you this, it's on, it's on the show too, so it's it's in the ethers, but um, for him, his number one business skill, right, is relationships. That's it. Like, that. that's his whole secret. He says it's all about relationships. And, um, you know, as you were talking about some of these permitting um, authorities and, and whatever else, doesn't it make such a huge difference when you have people that that care about their work, that care about the safety of, of people in their docks and, and whatever else. And and it's just kind of amazing what you said because, you know, they have a circumstance where they may recommend something to you, but it's not like, oh, you got to, you know, you got to do this and put red tape on you. It's more like this is, this is something well, you can do to help people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well,
1: and there's another thing that's great about small business is for the most part, People want you to succeed, right? You know, I had a, sure. I had, a, I had a call the other day from a customer. He said, you know, you've been on that corner since you know the '70s. You know, I I want to do business with you guys. You know, it's really great to see you know kind of new life being breathed into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want you we want you to be around, right? You know, and so it, it's it's kind of cool. There have been you know people um, who have you know really tried to support us right i mean which is that that's the I don't, goodwill I don't, principle yeah business, i don't, I don't think yeah i don't i don't think people call up and go we really want you know yeah we really <laughs> want <you. laughs> we really want you to crash and burn we, we hate we you really yeah. Want, yeah, we, yeah so yeah you know that the hard part is really can we get to people quickly enough mm-hmm. um and you know they're a little agitated because they'll they'll call for you know they'll call everybody and nobody calls them back yeah and so we're we're you know, working on systems as you know to yeah. be able to manage that demand. You know, because you know, right now, we have you know, like there are 280 customers in queue. Wow. In one in one form or another. Mm-hmm. You know, and and some of them are thinking about it. Some of them want, are in design. Some are in permit. Some are in production, and you know, keeping all that straight with you know limited capacity of crews is also also difficult oh yeah
0: I mean there, there's your project management you know I always I always talk about the cycle of business you know the cycle of business right now your your demand exceeds it exceeds your supply by your own admission mm-hmm. um, eventually supply will exceed demand it's just the cycle of business now hopefully that doesn't happen because you're yeah in a better we place. You know, it's
1: you would think with uh, the state of the stock market mm-hmm. you know interest rates you know but you know the the other side of that is people are home more often right you know they care they care more about their property. Also, you know, uh, climate change, etc. Water levels are changing. Yep. So you know, we have lots of people who lots
0: of lots of factors contributing to lots demand.
1: Of, yeah, lots of people who, you know, they can't get their boat in or out, mm-hmm. or they need a new boat ramp because right. their boat ramp isn't long enough. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, right now things, you know, things are good. Yeah. I and mean, they're as good as they've ever been. We mm-hmm. have, you know, huge queues of business and people calling every day. You know, the question is, can we get to them in the timing that we need? Yeah, there are regulations. You know, we have it'll take you know six, eight weeks to get a permit. Mm -hmm. We try to be ahead of that and try to keep that cycle going so that we're producing the ones that you know have their permits while we're waiting for the next ones, right? You know, in the middle of those, you know, we try to do uh get off to the repair customers. That's the hard part, I think, is small jobs versus big jobs, Mm -hmm. and you know, you do have to think about.
0: Um, yeah. What what ways return, are more? What's more profitable? Well, what's your what's the
1: what's the opportunity cost?
0: Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. You do you do one job for a tenth the value. might take the same amount of time. You know, it doesn't make very much sense. So. Well,
1: you know, and but that doesn't mean you can't try. You mm-hmm. know, we, we try to keep people in queue. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I always I always say, how's the deli line today? Now, yeah. so now, <laughs> serving, now serving number twenty. Right. And people, you know, um, I think folks are fairly understanding of that because, of course. especially since it's hard for them to even get a call back yeah yeah and you know that bothers me that's not I don't want to be those guys yeah
0: you know I I think um, I think I told you that I just I just got my um, shortly before I met you I got my deck replaced right and um, getting my deck replaced was nightmare fuel I mean I I contacted five different contractors some wouldn't even call me back some wouldn't even give me an estimate on the on the job I mean it was just, and, and it's because of that demand feature that some didn't just you didn't want to talk. You should
1: have sold them Salesforce. <laughs> I should have. I
0: should have. I should have for sure. Um, well, I think that wraps up all the time uh, time we have for today. I'm sure we could continue on this conversation for another hour and a half. Um, I always like to ask somebody. I ask. I try to ask a little funny question or a little a little snippet before the end of our shows. Um, the question I want to ask you, you know, given your your very colorful background, um, what what advice would you give somebody that was trying to leave a corporate position and take on an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, here's the thing.
1: Have courage. Yeah. Um, and be persistent. It took me almost a year to mm-hmm. buy this company. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say, you'll find a lot of people who say, "Oh man, I'm you know, think about it. I was you know, an executive vice president making
0: yeah, a good, good money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and
1: so whether I was great or sucked, yeah, um, I still got paid the same. Right. You know, here, you know, it's about very much pre- performance based. Performance based, and what I would say is have courage because I think that's really at the end of the day what it takes. Is yeah. Are you willing to take that risk? The benefits of owning your own shop mm-hmm. uh, far exceed any safety that you might feel in you know, getting your a dependable paycheck, getting, yeah. getting, a, getting a dependable paycheck. Well, and keep in mind, I have a dependable paycheck, right, too. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, not a lot of mid level managers at Bank of America have their own plane, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's the other thing. There's is, there is risk. But the rewards, both personally and financially mm-hmm. are, they, they exceed you know, looking over your shoulder for the next ten years.
0: Absolutely, um, Christian always jokes. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell him, uh, I'll tell you his joke in, in in his stead since he's absent today. But he always, he always says, you know, Reese. You're really good at what you do, but you are the least employable individual I've ever been in my life. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? he's like, you just don't listen to anybody. I'm like, well, yeah. So that's kind of what it all came down to for me. Well, that's, that's very rude. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, the, you know uh, like I said, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people, you know, we joke, we call ourselves pirates. Right, right. You know, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm in the pirate business. Even
0: when you post, you put a pirate flag, it's awesome, I, by I do, it. yeah, I yeah, it. yeah.
1: But, you know, the thing is, I can't tell you how many, you know, friends, colleagues have said, geez, I really... I, you know, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm like, so, what are you waiting? For? Yeah. What are you waiting for? I, w- I waited twenty years too long mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. because I was very happy to get my check, my bonus, yeah. and my stock options every but year. They but, they buy
0: your complacency sometimes, you know. Um,
1: and then all of a sudden it's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. And is that is that where you want to be? It's, right. It's it's tough for older individuals to find you know those very very High-paying jobs, um, you you can do it, but it becomes somewhat of a gerbil wheel, and that's why I say mm-hmm. I always say to me, "Well, what are you jealous of? You know, I'm I'm up at six thirty every morning, right, six days a week. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, it's worth it, but um, if that's who you want to do, go for it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say.
0: Man, it's great advice, Scott. Thank you so much for joining thank uh, you. me this morning. Oh, yeah. We're gonna give Krishna a pass today.
1: Yeah, Christian. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep.